Diversion Audio. Rat Race got you down? Time to wish a happy birthday to two titans of reality TV. What's more, their family. Rewind to 2002, five years before we were keeping up with Kim and Chris, and the daughter-mother combo we were all obsessed with back then was Kelly and Sharon. Tiny bubbles. Bubbles. Oh, come on, Sharon. I'm fucking up as the other the prince of fucking darkness. Hello and welcome to the shows we watched with me, James King, and me, Emily Johnston. Uh, I hope everyone knows the deal by now, Emily. She's American. I'm British. We're kind of like the real-life Earl and Countess of Grantham from Downton Abbey, <laughs> but not married to each other, um, only to our mutual love of great TV. Yes, we are, and we want you to come with us down memory lane each week as we look back at another iconic show from history. This week, it's time to shout, to swear, to constantly be clearing up doggy do off expensive carpets. Emily, what is the show we watched this week? James, the show we watched this week is The Osbournes. MTV's biggest ever series. Can you believe that? Wow. Debuting March 2002, running for four seasons, and a really simple premise, but change the world. It's just following around metal gods and all-round Prince of Darkness, Ozzy Osbourne, um, and following around his equally rock and roll family of, of wife Sharon and his kids, Kelly and Jack. Although not Amy, I'm sure we will talk about this later, that his daughter Amy um, said no, she didn't want to take part. Mm. Um, so Emily, the Osbournes, any similarities to the Johnstons? <laughs> Only our dogs using the carpets. As oh, bathrooms. okay, right, yeah. But that, I mean, the, there was one episode where they like counted how many dogs they had, and it was in the twenties, wasn't it? It was I think a ridiculous they lost count, amount. Like, twice. It was an unbelievable amount of dogs they had. But um, how do you train all those dogs in one place? Why? Why did we love the Osbournes so much? Because they were a crazy family, but we really took them to our hearts, didn't we? They were crazy. I think it was because they are or were. Well, still are. Yeah. But back in those days when they had 30 people living in their house with cameras 24 hours a day. I and mean, can you dogs. imagine? And 30 dogs and God knows how many other cats and yeah. various animals. Bats for Ozzy. <laughs> yeah, for a light snack in the <laughs> afternoon. Um, I really feel like we loved them because they were real. They were our first reality family. So there was no precedent set here. All they knew is their assignment was to live their life and to let cameras be in the room. And so they had nothing to base it on. So they were just themselves. And you really do feel like they were just themselves. You had a very high Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> you had two teenagers that were trying to to find their 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 feet as teenagers in yeah. a world where their dad is an, a music legend. And then you have crazy Sharon, who I absolutely adore. What do you love about Sharon so much? I feel like she she was just such a fun mom. 
Yeah. You know? Certainly in control, wasn't she? She certainly knew what was going on. And she didn't take any bullshit. Yeah. And she was all too happy when those kids, I mean, those kids, my God, they were out of control. 1.15 in the morning. And this is what I loved, is that I kept thinking, she was willing to let cameras record her get up out of bed in the middle of the night to go down and yell at her children. She's like disheveled. She's pissed off. She hasn't slept. She's marching down there to yell at her kids to tell them to shut up while all of her friend's children are naked running around a pool table. <laughs> and it was, it was so, you just felt like it was real. Yeah. And for me, reality TV was always meant to feel like it was named. It was supposed to be a real thing. Uh, you were getting a peek into something that is not your usual life. And while, yes, Ozzy and Sharon and Jack and Kelly, they fly on private jets, they exist in limousines, they can buy whatever they want, they can decorate their house however they want. It seems like a world that's so far from us. But actually, in reality, as you watch the show, you start to see that it isn't so far from you. And their family dynamic is very reflective at its core of what most families look like. And I think just having that that feeling, you aren't, I didn't watch that and I wasn't like bitter about them being on a private jet or, you know, um, Kelly getting a, a handbag that I wanted or anything like that. <laughs> I just thought it was a really cool experience. I felt yeah. like I was part of a documentary almost. And it was such a raw thing. And I, I just can't say enough about it. Because there's, there's, I think it's in the opening credits, they, they refer to them as like, you know, the typical American family. And, and the opening credits themselves are sort of spoofing old American sitcoms yeah. about families. It's crazy train. The, the kind of, the kind of, yeah, the, the, <laughs> but the kind of apple pie, you know, American sitcoms of old. So in a way it's spoofing that and saying, huh, actually we're really different. Yeah. But like you said, the more you watch it, you realise that maybe they are the. I mean, even though Aussies from from Birmingham, and they're, yeah. I think they're all Anglo-American rather than purely American. Yeah. But um, they are sort of like the all-American family. There is something very typical about them, despite the setting and despite the the, the wealth. There is something very normal about them, isn't there? Well, also it's sort of a nice thing to be able to see that a Brit, because they were British, weren't they? Before, yeah. so they were they were they were British. We all know that. But what I mean is, when they started the show, it was them moving to Los Angeles. Yeah. So in reality, they were experiencing this cultural difference as well. So we were going through that whole change with them. Yeah. And. I think it's really nice to see that actually a family that lives 4,000 miles away from an American family, which is where this was predominantly marketed towards, would have that same dynamic. And that that comes from a completely different place, which I don't think any, I don't think there's really an experience that mirrors that for Americans to be able to see a British family. Well, I mean, in anything, because again, it's the first reality TV family show. It's amazing to think, isn't it? That at some point we watched the Osbournes and it was like, the first time we were watching that kind of show. Isn't it (laughs) weird to think that there was ever a first time? Well, technically, so if you look at reality TV, of course, MTV... The real world? Yeah, I was going to say, MTV was the champion. They started with the real world. But the Osbournes killed the real world as far as ratings and how many people watched it every week. People could not get enough. So clearly, I think that's also where we see MTV start to shift its its, uh, schedule from being music-based to (laughs) reality-based because they saw this was a super cash cow. And how was anybody to know that we were all going to be this involved? And there's obviously debate. um, There was debate at the time, but so much more debate now because we've got so used to reality TV about what is staged and not. What is augmented reality, I think is the phrase that they use. Yeah. And, And watching the Osbournes, first of all, 
I don't think Ozzy was acting up at all. Like you said, I don't think Ozzy even really knew what was going on. <laughs> Does he even so remember filming I, it? I, I, probably not. And, and I think so. I think the Ozzy we see is absolutely genuine. I cannot imagine some kind of Machiavellian thing going on in his head where he's playing up to the camera for any reason. I think yeah. it, it's just who he is. And and the same with, um, with, with Kelly and Jack, because, I mean... These shows need drama. Yeah. Obviously, they need to keep us hooked. They need to keep us interested. But you know, like you said, they're they're two high schoolers. There's enough drama in their lives that they don't have to fake any of it. They don't have to make any of it up. There's plenty of drama yeah. when you're a teenager. Um, maybe Sharon. You know, like I said, Sharon is so on it. She's sh- so sharp and smart. Maybe she was the most aware of what the cameras wanted yeah. and how to drive the show. But I do think that watching it now and comparing it to where we are yeah the real housewives things like that yeah it it ranks pretty low on the on the fakery chart doesn't it it doesn't feel that faked at all didn't they say there was they asked them this recently yeah and they've said no but they did say there was only one so they all admit that there was one where their producers insisted they bring in a dog therapist (laughs) to help with the pooing in the house right yeah yeah and they all admit that that's the only and it's like it's you kind of go oh your all your stories match up but they say that's the one thing that the producers are like okay we want to bring in a doggy therapist and even then Aussie's in the background going a bloody doggy therapist just open the effing door at 7am and let the dog out to go to the bathroom and so that is just I I just don't under, I don't see how any of it could have been scripted no, no. Uh, because we we're always looking for it we're always yeah. hoping to go well it can't be really like yeah. this can it we're yeah. looking for a little sort of chink in the armor somewhere but I I just don't really see it with yours we are now James okay. I think we are now I don't yeah. think back then we were because we weren't we, we didn't accepted know. it yeah but but again if you do the comparison to the two um, of what reality TV is now versus yeah. then it's a completely different animal but I think in reality in reality in reality <laughs> uh, it really was just sort of like a social experiment yeah. And a social experiment where you choose a family who have enough stuff going on in their yeah, life that you yeah. don't need to fake any of it. Yeah. You've got Ozzy Osbourne, I mean, for crying out God. loud. I mean, that he could have been on his own in that show. How did he agree? I mean, it's obviously Momager Sharon. Yeah. He was like, yeah, we're going to do this. But like, but, how on earth does she get him to agree to do it? But it's a, whoever commissioned that and came up with that idea and said, these are the perfect foursome. Mm. They're a genius because they really did choose the ideal people. And there've been so many imitations of it since that just haven't been the same because the the, the chemistry, the dynamics not there, or they do have to fake things to make it interesting. They didn't have to. Do you think Amy would have changed that dynamic? The mysterious Amy. It's fascinating, isn't it? That she said no. And I think she's blurred out in a few episodes because she didn't want to be involved. Mm. I mean, in a way you can kind of see why she did it because they did become bigger than ever. Yeah. Um, certainly they became hugely famous and are to this day hugely famous because of that show. People knew Ozzy, yeah. but they didn't know the rest of the family. Yeah. Um, so if Amy didn't want that, she made the right decision. Yeah. Um, but if Amy's thinking, oh, I missed an opportunity to become a megastar, yeah. 
that it really was an opportunity. But we didn't realize that at the time, of course, no. but it really was an opportunity. Either she had great foresight <laughs> or she's absolutely she's kicking herself today. furious <laughs> right now. You are listening to the shows we watched. More Osbournes on the way. Plus, we find out whatever happened to one of the unsung heroes of that show. Wow, she had a job on her hand, didn't she? Jack's nanny, Melinda. We'll find out what happened to her coming up. This is The Shows We Watched with me, James King. And me, Emily Johnston. And this week we are wallowing in all things Osborne's, <laughs> one of the groundbreaking reality TV shows of our time. Uh, Melinda the Nanny. Oh my gosh. God bless she her. She deserves a medal. <laughs> she, she had her hands full. Mainly, I, I seem to remember her trying to motivate Jack to kind of get out of bed and stuff. And to stop watching marijuana videos. <laughs> and he'd be quite horrible to her, but but she'd take it. And I think it was a friendly sort of uh, nastiness towards her. I don't think he was yeah. genuinely horrible, but but he was quite <laughs> quite abrasive with her, really, wasn't he? he? I almost feel like that was the only part that was played up for the cameras because he right. knew he could get away with it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, do you want to know what's happened to Melinda? Oh my God, do I ever. Please tell me it's a great end to her story. <laughs> well, actually, I, there's a couple of interesting Melinda facts before I tell you where she is now. Yeah. This, this is just bizarre, but the first day that Melinda worked as a nanny for the Osborne family was September the 11th, 2001. Get out of here. Um, because Ozzy, Sharon and Kelly were stuck in New York for obvious reasons and she had to look after Amy and Jack and that's how she got that job. That's crazy, isn't ba- it? Back in England. No, I think I think that must have been in the States. In New York? Yeah. Okay. I guess so, yeah. Because she's Australian, She's right? Australian. Okay. I don't actually know where it was but if, if Ozzy and uh, Sharon and Kelly were in New York, yeah, yeah, maybe she was in LA or England. I don't know, but that's when she got the gig. That's crazy. Um, this this is a good one. For months, Ozzy thought that Melinda was just a friend of the family. He didn't realise that she actually worked there. <laughs> Put down the joint, Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> and Melinda has said that the reasons she thought about quitting, it wasn't because of, you know, all the shouting and all the arguing and everything. Mm. It was because of the dogs. Well, I can she kind of almost quit that. because she had enough of the messy dogs. Uh, but actually, no, it is a happy ending. Um, Melinda carried on working for Kelly after she left the original series. She became Sharon's assistant and she's still close to them. She lives next door to Jack. She has another house in Australia. Uh, so she's still very much part of that setup. A woman with the patience of a saint. So they looked after her financially. <laughs> God bless you, Melinda. Um families in reality TV, Emily. Um, it's a big thing, isn't it? You know, reality TV takes all kinds of formats. It does, yeah. Um, and, you know, there's obviously game shows and uh, talent shows, all kinds of things. But but the idea of just following a family around, yeah, that's a huge thing that we just can't really seem to get enough of. <laughs> are you referencing anyone in particular, James? <laughs> yes. Now, what are they called? Car, oh, I can car, never something. remember their names. Yeah. They, do, they, what, do, they, do they all begin with the same letter? I think maybe like a that? C. Oh, yeah, no, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> but they, they, they wouldn't have existed, would they, as a TV show without the Osbournes? No. Um, and I really do believe, now having gone back and re-watched the Osbournes for a second time, that 
<laughs> oh, this is going to make me sound bitter. I don't know. Okay. I hope it doesn't come across that way. But I really believe Kris Jenner would have been watching that just salivating right. back in the day, picturing how she could emulate that okay. and so make it you more think- commercially viable. Right. So when we were talking about augmented reality, if mm. we're saying that the Osbournes seem pretty natural, you're suggesting yeah. that Chris was a bit more um, aware of things and yeah. knew what was going on a bit more and had plans. Well, I think she got she she has to have been inspired. Yeah. Because there, there's no there really isn't any other family, right? It's pretty much the Osbournes and the Kardashians. Yeah. So I th- she has to. I, I I would be willing to stake a lot on this. Yeah. She has to have seen that show and fancied herself a bit of the Sharon Osbourne of the Kardashians. Right. And she really, like, Sharon is the manager, right? Sharon's yeah. the manager of the family. Chris is the momager. Yeah. And it there are so many parallels there. But what isn't a parallel is the fact that the Osbournes were real. <laughs> <laughs> and there wasn't this hate campaign against the Osbournes yeah. because you had nothing to hate them for. Yeah. They were living their lives. Lives, as chaotic as they were, you saw all the flaws. And that's why when you saw them get on their private jet, you're like, I mean, yeah, you probably do need to be on a private jet because if you're on a commercial plane, I'm not sure everybody could take your bad shit craziness. <laughs> but then the Kardashians, they've taken the different approach where they want people to envy their yeah. lifestyle. The Osmonds the Osmonds were never The Osmonds, that the would Osmonds. be a good one as oh well. God, yeah, they must terrible. have done one, haven't they, the Osmonds? <laughs> I don't know, but that would be great. <laughs> but I feel like the Osbournes, they didn't have an agenda. Yeah. It was such a blank, clean slate at that point. And if there was an agenda, the agenda was to show the real life. And the Kardashians, uh, and you kind of have to go, hey, clever, hold your hands up and go, you're very clever and very smart. And you saw a model that worked, that had amazing ratings, and you saw how you could put that into a complete commercial success story for your whole family that will keep you all employed for years. But what they didn't work out perfectly was the fact that so many people would hate them because of it. Because you can't, reality TV is supposed to be real. Yeah. So when we watch things like Real Housewives or the Kardashians or any of these things that have these sort of staged segments, you know they're staged. So it's like watching a TV show that's that's basically scripted. Yeah. It's it's not reality TV. What's anymore. the emotional investment if you know that it's not real? Well, exactly. And then they, you know it's a whole it's a whole picture they've painted, and they're in control of that picture. Yeah. And the Osbournes were never in control of that picture, mainly because they had a dad a dad that was high off his face, not in control of anything. <laughs> no. Yeah. Crazy dogs. It was like a zoo in their house. They had teenagers that were allowed to run wild. And Sharon, who's just trying not to pull her head out. Sharon! Can you do can you do it, Aussie? <laughs> not with this voice. Oh, that's true. No. I just wanted to see if someone from from the deep oh, south do could a do a Birmingham. Sharon! <laughs> no. Oh well, funnily enough, I asked somebody the other day if he was from the same place as Paul McCartney. <laughs> oh, oh dear. I know. And they were like, How long have you lived here? I was like, I know. Take back my British passport. <laughs> Lest we forget, of course, the Kardashians was was the huge success following the Osbournes, but many other people tried it. Uh, the Simple Life was after the Osbournes. Uh, oh, I think yeah, Hulk Hogan did one, didn't he? Um, yeah, with his Osbourne's. daughter. Um, Nick and uh, Jessica. Oh my God, the Chick- tuna fish. Chicken of the Sea. <laughs> Who can forget that? Uh, I think Flavor Flav did one. A lot. There seemed to be a lot of Lauren Conrad back in those yeah. days as well. Yeah. I was always more of an Audrina Partridge kind of guy, but oh, there we go. God, the city. <laughs> um, but certainly, you know, it, it, it changed MTV from being the music-based uh, channel that we so loved yeah. to being what it is today. Yeah. Um, what do you think we learned from the show? I was sort of sitting back and thinking, okay, I've watched the seasons now. Uh, it's over. What did we actually learn about the Osbournes? And in terms of genuine insight, 
I'm not sure there was a lot there because that I I don't think they were looking to 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 give us any genuine insights. Um, it but I think the main thing by the time the show ended that I learned was the affection they had for one another, and yeah. that's actually a really sweet thing. Yeah. They do shout at each other a lot. Um, but they're also really affectionate with each other. They are. And yeah. in a, it's it's in an unusual way, as far as I'm concerned. It certainly <laughs> yeah. wasn't like my family, but who am I to judge? You yeah. know, they clearly love each other. Yeah. And the fact that they are still working together today and they sort of have various shows and they all appear on different shows, yeah. you know, that shows actually that in terms of what we learned about the Osbournes during that run, the main thing is a really positive thing. Yeah, I think so. That, that they all really loved each other. There are other moments. I liked the bits. I think it was season three where Sharon has her own chat show yes. and it's just failing terribly. Um, <laughs> yes. And she kind of doesn't seem to care. Um, and it's just, you know, and maybe they'd, they'd become so famous by that point because the first two seasons had been really successful. Yeah. That, you know, she maybe there was a bit more sort of attitude there and uh, a bit more entitlement that I, I don't know whether I felt too good about that because I'm thinking there are loads of people who would love to have a chat show. Yeah. And Sharon's a bit like, yeah, I don't care. You know, I'll run it into the ground. I really don't oh, care God, that much. They, they must have had so much money by that point yeah, as well. Exactly. But it's like, well, you want to have it. It's like Kanye West designing, doing a fashion label. It's you just know? a bit of fun, isn't yeah, it? It's a hobby. Why not? <laughs> and there's also, of course, Aussie's quad bike crash. Yes. which is in there and that's you know that's it's actually quite a shocking moment yeah to watch and sharon's and cancer as well sharon's cancer yeah. kelly's um uh, addiction battles yeah. i think dr phil turns up in the last episode so oh give God, a totally give, give a, you know teach teach the family about how to deal with addiction so yeah. there was a lot of stuff going on i don't want to take that away from it yeah but i don't think it was a show that was aimed to kind of educate us in any way apart from no. in anything but look Families come in all shapes and sizes. And ultimately, if you love each other, that's the main thing. So yeah, that's quite a heartwarming thing, ultimately, isn't it? Do you get that same vibe from the Kardashians? Because <laughs> <laughs> I sure as hell don't. <laughs> I, I never liked the way Sharon called Oz, Ozzy daddy, though. Yeah, oh, a, that, mean, that kind of oh, shivers down the spine. There were a few things that they say where I'm just... Yeah. Or there were a few moments when Ozzy's like pulling at Kelly's thong or something. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, if my dad was doing that, I would die. <laughs> <laughs> so they were... It, but again, it's one of those things where it's yeah. like, because you're not, you're not expecting it, yeah. that that's what reality TV is supposed to be. Yeah. The unexpected captured for us all to take part in. And that is what doesn't exist now that the Osbournes had that was pure gold. That seems like a great place to stop, Emily. Are you going to try a, a Sharon for me at the end? Sharon! Sharon! They are very that good. Like Rocky. That was pretty, yeah, it's like Adrian. He's, he's uh, Ozzy Osbourne, but from Pittsburgh. No, from Philadelphia. Sorry, not Pittsburgh. From Philadelphia. Sharon! Very oh good. God. Emily, as always, a joy. <laughs> Ditto, James. If you'd like to send us an email, a voicemail, a comment, an idea for a show, or you just want to say hi, here's our email address the shows we watched at gmail.com. The shows we watched at gmail.com. We always love to hear from you, and we may use your message in a future show. Of course, have a look at us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Diversion Pods. That's because the shows we watched is a production of Diversion Audio. This season was written, researched, and hosted by me, James King, along with my co-host, Emily Johnston. Uh, what are your socials, Emily, by the way, if people uh, want to <laughs> have a look at your pictures? Yeah, go for it. I'm yeah. on um, at Emily Jane Johnston. On Twitter and everything. Um, Instagram. Absolutely on everything. everything. Everywhere. Uh, and I'm James King Movies. Our supervising producer and sound mixer is Mark Francis. Concept by John Tuttle. Head of marketing is Erica Farmer. The original theme music is by Tyler Cash. And the shows we watched was recorded at Vox Pod Studios in London. 
with executive producers Jacob Bronstein, Mark Francis and Scott Waxman on behalf of Diversion Audio. <coughs> Cough till your heart's content. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of talking though. Yeah, but at the end I was like, hey, Osborne. Yes. <sighs> Version audio.